Hello and welcome back to Open School of Business. Please review, rate, and subscribe on all of our podcasting platforms and even on YouTube channel. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Today, I am very happy to introduce you to Ryan Dowdy. She's an expert in sales and marketing, and she will be able to do a short masterclass for us today on how to sell effectively and also. Uh, share her journey of building two companies from scratch where she taught others how to sell and she was very successful at it. So I'm very happy to welcome you today, Ryan. Please introduce your company. What do you do? What's your value proposition? Yes. Hi. Um, Well, thank you again for the opportunity. So my name is Ryan Dowdy. I am the co-founder of Social Sellers Academy, and we help uh, small business owners accelerate growth through high-performing sales teams. Um, So as you mentioned, sales has been my jam my entire career. I started selling radio advertising directly out of college for the most part um, and grew up in the ranks of individual contributor, eventually went on to, uh, you know, director of sales, national sales trainer, channel sales manager, lots of different sales titles. And and in our, what we do is we really help bring those big company sales strategies to small business so they can grow faster, um, you know, onboard their sales reps faster, uh, become profitable faster. That's kind of our our focus. Yeah, it's awesome because I think A lot of these tools are not available for small and medium business owners. And it's great that now you have this niche uh, Mm -hmm. working with uh, underserved um, demographics and the people who really need the knowledge and who really need the support. Um, But one of the questions is um, a lot of times people who are just starting out, they're just one team member kind of solopreneurship uh, enterprises. And in that sense, what is your top three uh, strategies for someone who is selling all by themselves? And I know you had a company who was, uh, you know, you specifically were targeting CEOs who would like to make six, eight figure salaries, but they would do it on their own and they would quit their job and uh, get on this solopreneurship journey. How do you sell as a solopreneur? Sure. Uh, That's a really great question. So, you know, the first thing um, that we need to focus on as solopreneurs in our business is understanding that sales is our number one priority, right? It is our number one priority. Without sales, we don't have a business. And so many small businesses that I have had the opportunity to serve, they come to me and they have, you know, they have websites and they have products and they have packages and they have all of these different assets, um, but they haven't sold anything yet, right? So they're basically guessing at what the market wants. So the first thing I say to a solopreneur is don't guess what people want. Um, Go talk to people, figure out what they want, um, figure out what they need, figure out how they I like identify their problems, how they talk about what they do. Um, Cause so often we're creating in a vacuum without any actual data. And when we do that, um, it just leads to a lot of frustration and oftentimes a lot of time and a lot of cash spent um, when we're not producing income, right? So I would say the first thing we need to do is we need to go talk to people and figure out what do they want? What do they need? So instead of creating what we think they want and need have them tell us. So that's kind of the first thing. Yes. The second thing is focusing on um, relationships first right? Focusing on relationships first. We grossly underestimate the need um, for community. 
as entrepreneurs, right? So for me, I always kind of tell, and this is so counterintuitive in our, but I tell people to stop looking for clients and stop building relationships, right? Like that's the first part of being a solopreneur. Stop showing up online or in person or at a networking event or wherever every day with like, I need to sell something today and start from who can I meet? Who can I serve? What relationships can I build today? Uh, Cause I will tell you that that will take you so much farther, um, faster than just finding a lead, selling them something, finding a lead, selling them something, right? Find a person, build a relationship, then you can possibly sell to them. You can sell to people they know, they can bring you into different networks and different opportunities. So I would say the first one is, you know, don't create, go sell, right? And then step two is really focus on relationship building, community building, network building first, because that is where your, your, you know, your clients will come from, um, is really from that network, from those introductions, from those people, um, that you, you know, that you meet, that you talk to, et cetera. Right. Yeah. I think it's just a bigger impact that way you can collaborate more effectively. And instead of doing a sales, that's only one time, you would get a big contract possibly working together with that person. That person might not become your client. Yeah. So, you know, the first one is really about, you know, going and talking to people. The second one is, is relationships. And the third one is, um, then in the beginning as a solopreneur, I really always advise my clients to focus on custom building solutions for the people you meet instead of building a solution and trying to find people who need the solution, right? So this kind of goes into point number one, but it's a little bit separate. Point number one being doing the research of what the market wants and needs. But then a lot of people rush to this idea of like, well, I have a package or I have a product or I have this thing in the service-based world anyway. It's really about get on the phone with the person, have a conversation, discover what they need, discover what's going on, and then create something that's specific to them, right? Mm -hmm. So many people, and again, this is primarily in the service space. Obviously it's different if you're selling a product, but if you're offering coaching, consulting, done for you services, agency work, et cetera, it's stop worrying about the package or the pricing, go find the person, figure out the problem that they have and then create something specific to them. Because I find that so many solopreneurs get stuck in this idea of like, I don't even know what I'm selling yet. And I'm like, but you don't need to know, let the client tell you what they need and sell them that. The next question is about how did you find your audience? How did you decide that you're going to be focusing on small and medium entrepreneurs? For, um, for my current business, for Social Sellers Academy? Yes. So we decided to serve this population because big businesses have the resources to do this in-house, right? We are a sales training organization where we very specifically help small businesses you know, put in place their sales systems and processes, right? So if you're a business making, you know, $25 million a year, you don't need an outsized resource. You might need a consultant to come in and do some stuff for you, but it's like, who is this the biggest pain point for? And it's typically that one to, you know, one to 10, one to $15 million range um, for most businesses, right? So there's the zero to two million where it's just a lot of hustle and, and all that other stuff. And you need it, but you're not probably ready to grow just yet, right? Um, you're still in solopreneur mode, but when you go from solopreneur mode to hiring a salesperson mode, you're also the salesperson. You're also the service delivery person. You're also the finance person. You're also the HR person. You're also the, you know, so it's like at one point in time, we have to take, you know, we we have all the hats on, we need to start taking the hats off. So we were like, what hat can we help people to take off? And it was like this, this training and onboarding piece of their sales team 
um, which was stunting growth for so many people. So it was really came from a need in the market. It came from the audience um, that myself and my business partner operate in currently. Um, so that was kind of, it was, it was where we saw the need in the market. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I think uh, what you've told us is a journey of seeing what you've already had experienced yourself. So then it's such a big project. And a lot of people don't realize that if instead of, uh, you know, hiring assistants or hiring social media managers or anything else, they should be focusing on hiring salespeople first. Mm -hmm. And that's a revelation I don't think a lot of business owners have right away. Mm -hmm. So I think that's very valuable. In terms of this uh, social selling, what does it exactly entail? Because mm -hmm. it's a social selling academy, right? Do you yeah. provide uh, salespeople? Um, do you um, outsource that? Uh, how does the whole model work? So we are a sales training organization. So we're not an agency. We don't sell for other people. We actually don't believe in doing that um, just because it's sales is hard enough as it is. So to try to get somebody who doesn't work for you, you can't tell what to do. You can't manage to go sell for you. It's hard enough as it is. So what we do is we're the, the training arm. So it works better if I tell you a story. I, I grew up in sales, right? And I was literally in sales for six years before I ever worked for a company that had a formal sales training process. It was like, great, we're gonna hire you for sales. Here you go, go sell something. Or it was like, you shadowed a couple of people and you know maybe you watched a couple of videos and then it was like, go meet a quota. And what happened in these companies is they created these churn and burn sales operations where they couldn't keep their salespeople. They couldn't recruit, they couldn't help. They, and then the ones that did stay weren't really doing that great of a job. Right. And it was because there was no onboarding, there was no training, there was no support for the sales organization. So what we do is we have the systems, the processes already built in template form for our clients to come in and use. And then we create, a, we have a, a training program that they can put their salespeople through so that they're not responsible for training their salespeople, but that their salespeople actually get good training so that they are productive. So they're profitable. Um, so the Academy isn't necessarily about like, we do it for you. It's about enabling you to do it for yourself, but in a way where you can make the most use of your dollars because continuing to invest in salespeople without investing in training is like just lighting the money on fire. Right. And just hoping that the people that we bring in are good enough, um, yeah. are good, right. Instead yeah. of how can I hire people and make them good? How can I hire them and make sure that they actually get the training that they need to be successful. So we mm -hmm. help put that infrastructure in their business for them through our resources, through our templates, so that they can build actual true sales organizations. Yes. And I think a lot of people, even to start, they need to get that training themselves. Oh, totally. So <laughs> to be able no, to I'm, coach someone else to sell, you got to be pretty good at it as well. No, and are you're hundred percent right. There's a lot of people too that, yeah, there's so many people I talk to that say like, oh, well, if I knew entrepreneurship was a sales job, I would never get into it. I would have never gotten into it, but it's like, well, but you also can't, so they're in such a hurry to get it off their plate. But like, if you, if you don't know it, if you can't teach it, if you can't train it, if you can't mentor, if you can't find the cracks, like you can't figure out what's wrong, if you can't troubleshoot, again, you're at the mercy of your sales team. And we never want to be at the mercy of anybody in our organization, right? We don't need to be experts at all the different main things, but we need to have an idea of what's going on. Because if not, we either stunt growth or get taken advantage of or waste a lot of money. 
Yes, yes. Uh, so I'm curious about the program itself. What does it entail? What's your philosophy of sales? Yeah. Do you do a lot of um, mental preparation for the salespeople? Are there a lot of um, uh, teamwork that they go through? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, social sales is our primary tool, right? So we're leveraging social media as the primary sales tool, right? So to me, you know, there's inside sales, there's outside sales, and now there's social sales, right? So your inside sales, we're using the phone, outside sales in person, social sales, we're leveraging social sales. So that's kind of just to identify what do we mean by social sales? Why is it Social Sellers Academy? Because the primary thing that we teach is, um, is social media sales. So then what is our methodology? We teach a program, a system called Daily Sales On Demand, which is a proprietary system that my business own, my, my business partner and I created based on our, you know, between the two of us, 20 some odd years in sales, right? What different methodologies and modalities have we studied? What worked well for us? But I will tell you that our core focus is human to human connection, right? So much of what I talked about when you were like, give the advice to the solopreneur, it's go talk to people, right? Like we yeah. teach business sales teams, the exact same thing. The more people we talk to, the more money we make. You know, I say conversations equals relationships and relationships equals clients. And so that's really the methodology that we take is a lead generation process that is very focused on relationship and nurture and um, focused on human to human connection, right? We teach a, a conversion process that is about helping people get what they want. It's about, um, you know, really being connected compassionate and connected to our clients, right? So uh, we teach a closing process that's also all about asking questions. We don't do convincing, we don't do pushy. It's just, we don't do any of that, right? Our focus is very much about how can we help our clients, um, or how can we help our prospects get what they want, right? I always say that our jobs as salespeople is to help people make decisions and help them get what they want. And if you focus on those two things, you can't lose, right? So we really <laughs> teach a system and a process that allows us to do that in a very human to human way. Um, so that's kind of our methodology and that's what we teach. Um, and it's also how people want to be sold to, right? So often, again, kind of like we create creating products and services and vacuums, we create sales processes and vacuums too, right? Where it's like, what do people want? right? What do they need? How do they want to be sold to? How do they want to be approached? What kind of conversations do they want to have? And so we teach a, a sales process that really allows you to connect with your customer and meet them where they are instead of pulling them into your process and mandating, you know, a specific system or process. Yeah. I like that you mentioned that uh, human to human connection. And I wonder what are the methods to achieve it on social media? Because it's so easy to ignore direct messages or, or follows or pretty much anything that, uh, you know, someone who you don't know uh, is trying to send you. Like yeah. I'm talking about from the perspective of a potential customer, if someone is messaging me or anything on social media, it's so easy to ignore because right. everyone is so busy with doing what they want and what they need. And when mm -hmm. you see a stranger approaching with something, it's not interesting. Sure. So I think that's, there's a couple of things you said in there that are really important, right? Like when you see an approacher, a stranger approaching you with something like, it's like, no, thank you. Well, so the first thing is, is we need to, um, we need to take away the stranger danger as quickly as possible, right? So we always teach that the first part of our sales process is engagement, right? If we've decided that a NAR is somebody based on what we can learn online, who would be a really excellent client for us, we're not just going to send Anar a message and tell Anar how great we are and pitch you and tell you all these things, which is what most people do on social media, right? right? Yeah. Uh, 
So for us, it's like we identify an hour and then what we're going to do is we're going to go like and follow and friend request and do a little bit of research and engage with you and create a little bit of familiarity um, before we ever, you know, send a DM. And then when we do send that DM, that DM is going to be about you and not about us. And I'm never going to ask you for, you know, I always say like, we need to start conversations online like we would offline. If I were to go to a networking event, which I just see social media as one great big giant networking platform, right? So if I were to go to a networking event, what I would do is I would walk in and I would shake your hand and I'd say, hi, my name's Ryan. What's your name? What do you do? Oh, that's so interesting. How did you get into it? That's so cool. I wouldn't say, oh, Anar, you have this type of business and let me tell you how amazing I am and here's the link to my calendar, right? Like that would be weird. So <laughs> that's exactly we what happens these days. <laughs> That, I mean, your inbox, I'm sure is full of it. So the best way to get people's attention is to not be like everybody else. And the easiest way to not be like everybody else is to send a message that's about them, right? This is what I learned about you online. This is what I saw on your website. This is what I think of what you're doing. I listened to your podcast and I thought your episode on blah, blah, blah was brilliant, right? Like it's impossible to ignore somebody who's talking to you about you right? It's impossible to ignore somebody who appears to have actually done their research and actually care. And now you've seen their name in a couple different places because they've engaged, they've liked you on all the social platforms, they're making the message about you, all of the different things. So that is really how we focus on that human to human connection. And then also it's, it's the long game, right? Like we also yeah. really focus on a long-term strategy because most people will ignore you at first. And do you know why they ignore you at first? Because most people send one message they comment on one post and they never come back again. Yeah. My inbox is full of people who have messaged me once and never again. So we have been trained. Well, if I just ignore this person, they will go away. Right? Mm -hmm. So if we send them a message that's about us and then we actually focus on long-term relationship building with that person, not let me sell you something because I cannot sell you anything until I know that you need what I'm selling. So all I'm trying to do is start a conversation and build a relationship. But if I actually appear to be interested in that relationship beyond sending you one message, you're way more likely to have a conversation with me. Right? If I've sent you a yeah. couple of messages that are about you, that show you that I'm paying attention, that I'm aware of what you're doing, that I'm interested in what you're doing, you're way more likely to engage with me than if I just send you three messages all about me and why you should give me your time. All right. And then creates that so, familiarity and the trust that, you know, this person is actually uh, trying to build a relationship. There is no agenda, so to speak, that they have something to sell or something to follow or any of that stuff. So that's brilliant. right. I and mean, again, there's nothing wrong with selling. I just think like, I always say that we, we don't sell without permission. Right. So I'm also not going to give you the false pretense that like, I'm also here just to be besties. Like I like people, but it's okay to have a business focus and to yeah. be, and to do that in, in a really genuine way. Right. Where it's like, Everybody wants to tell you, I know this about you. I think you should have a conversation with me. We like to ask for permission, right? Hey, Anar, what we've been hearing in the space is this, um, you know, our clients are telling us that this is a problem. Our clients are telling us that this strategy is really working well for them. What's your experience? Is this something you're even experiencing? Because I don't want to give you, I don't want 15 minutes of your time or to spend 15 minutes of mine if that's not even on your radar, right? Like we are so programmed to just be like, get on the phone with me instead of, is this something you're dealing with? Like, is this something yeah. you're Are you even a potential buyer? This, right. Because if not, you shouldn't be wasting time. I agree, yeah.
Yeah. So uh, how do you know, like, what uh, kind of services and products that are most popular selling this type of way? Because I'm sure for some things, it just doesn't work or doesn't make much sense, especially dollar amount wise as well. You know, building a relationship, trying to follow one person for a long time and, and sending DMs, it takes a lot of time. And, uh, you know, you're paying these people by the hour anyways. So uh, what's the typical client who would use this and it would make a lot of sense because of their um, maybe product price and, and maybe long-term value of the customer? Sure. So I think it's, there's, so yes, of course, right? Like for the clients we serve, they're selling high ticket service-based businesses. So that's primarily who we work with, right? Um, meaning coaches, consultants, service providers, um, you know, that's, that's our main primary base, right? We work with, you know, some healthcare professionals, um, higher ticket sales. So when we say higher ticket, we mean, you know, several thousand dollars and up because again, to get a return on investment of that salesperson, you know, if that salesperson's salary is $40,000 a year, how many widgets do they need to sell to be profitable, right? So obviously that's the easiest place to start. However, I do still think there is an opportunity for social selling for businesses that are selling products for businesses that already have large followings, right? So I will give you an example. Um, if you are, if you sell earrings, and you have 15,000 Instagram followers, right? Come Christmas time, like I am reaching out to my followers and I'm saying, hey, Anar, thank you so much for following us. Wanted to make sure you saw that all of our earrings are 30% off, you know, from now until, you know, Cyber Monday. Uh, do, would you like us to send you over a link to take a look? Right. Like I still think that leveraging social selling for that, because again, we have been taught go build a following. But right. now, like it's like you can't just build a following, you need to talk to the people. Because mm -hmm. the average shelf life of a social media post, it's three hours, three hours. So if you post about your, if you're a product-based business and you post about your Black Friday special, it has three hours. If I don't see it in three hours, if I'm not on Instagram <laughs> during gone. those three hours, I'm, I'm out, I'm lost, yeah. right? Um, and we're inundated with so many messages that even if I love you um, so much, like I don't see that post, I'm not going to buy. You know, I'm going to buy from who is right there. So when I think I need a gift, who am I going to buy from? The person who's in front of me at that time. So leveraging social selling to DM the people who are already following you to start those conversations, you know, to, hey, do you want us to let you know? Like, do you mind this personal outreach? Do you want to know when we have sales and promotion? There's a lot of different ways to leverage social selling. I don't think there's a right and a wrong way. It's just, yeah, you have to think about profitability to hire a person to do this for you. Because like I said, if you have 15,000 um, Instagram followers and you sell earrings that are $100, you have to know your profit margin and you need to know how many pairs of earrings you need to sell for that person to be profitable, right? Um, but if you know that if that person buys a pair of earrings, every for every $100 pair of earrings, that person typically goes on to spend $2,000 lifetime value um, as, you know, in our stores because they bought that one pair of earrings, then we have to determine how much, you know, we have to look at lifetime value of a customer, not just the first sale. And I think a lot of people, as business owners get stuck on that. Like the first sale isn't going to make us profitable. And it's like, well, that's not the point, right? It's the <laughs> lifetime value. Yes. If you can get that person to buy that pair of earrings, will they go on to spend $2,000 with you over the next 24 months? How much can you cost? How much can you pay to acquire that customer? That's what you need to think about. 
Yeah, I love that strategy because it's long term and uh, it's something that will make you think about your cost, not so much as cost, but an investment. Always. So then you can see the value coming back to your business. So mm -hmm. when you mentioned this high ticket cost, um, I mean, high ticket prices mm -hmm. and the services, are they mostly implemented on LinkedIn or do you also use Facebook and uh, TikTok and, and others? We always say go find your people where they are. Mm -hmm. So if your ideal clients on LinkedIn, game on. If they're on Instagram, that's fine too. If they're on Facebook, like I don't think social selling is specific to a platform. I think it depends on where your people hang out. And so when we teach, like what we teach inside of the academy is all the strategies will work. It's just the different personalities of the platforms. I'm sure you also have some strategy in terms of who to hire as salespeople. Mm -hmm. Is there any screening that you recommend to the business owners? Um, you know, there's a couple of different ways. So we are really focused on, um, we always focus on say for hire for hire for attitude and train for skill. Um, but we do have, like, we try to create our hiring funnel, like a sales funnel to see how the person reacts. Right. So I always look for follow-up, right? Like after the initial interview, do they follow up? Do they send a thank you email? Like, what does that look like? Because I'm like, I want them to treat me like a prospect. Um, so we also do a lot of like situational questions. You know, how would you approach this? What are your thoughts on this? You're in this situation to kind of think, see how quickly they think on their feet. Um, we also do run disc profiles on all of our people. I don't live and die by personality assessments, but I do think there's valuable information in there um, yeah. as far as how people are motivated um, and like what, you know, what's really important to them um, in, in those instances. So um, those are kind of ours. And we, we always make our, our our interview process several parts to see if the person will follow us through the process, right? Like, yeah. are they genuinely interested? Uh, we have all of our people submit videos to us, Anar. So it's again, like, are they comfortable on video? Are they, can they show up and show us their face? And, you know, how do they communicate? Are they articulate? All that different stuff. So in addition to the interview process, we also have them submit a video um, because video messaging and voice memoing are all such a big part of social selling. So we try to stack a, you know, um, a three or four part interview process so that we see if the person's going to follow through because that's what sales is like, right? Like I mentioned, so many people reach out once and they never reach out again. Your uh, partner, you talked about that you have a business partner. Uh, what's your story there? How did you guys meet? How did you decide you want to have an enterprise together? So Kelly was actually my, um, she was my business coach. So she coached me in my first business. And when her business exploded, she hired me to come in and train her salespeople because that's what I did in my corporate world. And so she was like, listen, I'm bringing on six salespeople. Like I need like a boot camp set up for them. Can you come help me? And so it's kind of where it started. And then people were asking about our training and what that looked like and how are you training your salespeople? And I had a salesperson who was super successful. So people in that community were kind of watching and they're like, what's happening here? Um, so we sometimes joke that it was like, a hot seat coaching call and a couple of like a Google doc and a few phone calls where the Academy was born, where we saw this giant gap in the market where people were like, what we can salespeople. Like I want one of those. If you were to recommend us uh, some books around sales uh, or marketing or general business things that you loved and that have made a difference in your business. 
So the, the book that I, the sales book I recommend to everybody is Fanatical Prospecting, um, which is a book by Jeb Blunt. It's one of my favorite sales books. I recommend everybody read it. Um, but my team and I, we focus a lot on mindset. We, we read a lot of mindset books. Like right now we're reading The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. The, what did we recently, we focus a lot on mindset. The Magic of Thinking Big is up next on our list. Um, so we really focus more on that than sales how-to because, you know, how-to is, is, relative. Um, so we focus more on the mindset piece, but fanatical prospecting is like my, my favorite book. Um, I do love Brian Tracy's the psychology of selling. That's always a really good one. Um, new sales simplified by Mike Weinberg is also a really great sales book too. Wow. You've really, uh, um, you know, announced some of the gems that I think people haven't seen, but also some of the favorites like Brian Tracy's, I'm sure a yeah. lot of people read it and, and, uh, it's really great to hear about them again. So is there um, anything else you would like to leave um, our audience with uh, in terms of what you want to share uh, and what uh, you think is important to share in terms of entrepreneurial journey in general and in terms of selling because that's uh, what's, uh, what's your um, expertise in? Yeah. So I will tell you, you know, like I said earlier on, my best piece of advice is to just go talk to people. Like you just never know who you'll meet, what opportunities will arise. I find that the more we put ourselves in really productive conversations, uh, the more opportunities that present ourselves. So that's kind of the first thing. Um, and then, you know, really it's your relationship with sales will literally make or break your business success. If sales is something that you continue to avoid, continue to dislike, um, put off learning, um, you're just going to put off, you know, uh, the growth of your business even longer. So for most people, it almost starts with a mindset shift first in our about the idea that sales is, you know, I always say selling is helping or selling is serving. Um, really making that mindset shift will make all the difference in the world because as long as your relationship with sales is, um, the word sales is unhealthy, then, you know, unfortunately, I think our businesses will continue to be unhealthy. Thank you so much, Ryan, for your time yes. today. So we really appreciate you being on the show and uh, sharing your expertise, sharing your story. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you for the opportunity.